Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 29th of April. Just take that one in. We have one day left tomorrow. I think we'll be on Dream Theme Thursday by then. But I do have an announcement to make today. We are going to change the name of the show. I know we've been, you know, we started with Christisms and then we went to the Nadia Khalil Morning Show, but we only went to that because we didn't know where else to go. And I have been working with some people and we went through, you know, all the work we've been doing over these 18 years. And the first blog we ever started was called I Dig Your Soul. Because somebody said to me, what do you do? And I said, I love digging into people's souls. And it became I Dig Your Soul. And that is what we're going to call the show. So it will be considered an I Dig Your Soul podcast because we have to change. This isn't radio radio like we know radio. So we are looking at all of that, but we will be changing the name of the show and hopefully putting the music back that was on in the beginning of the show, too. I think we've figured all this out. So just wanted to give you an update. But today's show, who'd have thunk it, right, about a couple's bucket list? What, is, what, would, what does that accomplish between two people? Because we talk about our own bucket lists as though we're not with anybody, and a lot of times, as a couple, there are things we do that are huge shifts, nonverbal. I know that sounds interesting, but they're nonverbal I love yous, like I'm here. The strongest couples aren't the ones who are always deciding every day because those are the most unhealthy relationships of if they're going to come or go, if they're staying or not. Because if you're questioning that, that's the first sign that it is a question, first of all. And second of all, you need to settle that score before you, you get on to anything else in life. So sometimes people just stay in that place for a very long time. So, or until their relationship either ends or they make a decision and then they always doubt themselves. So those are things we have to ask ourselves from the get-go. So what does a bucket list do? We can all have different bucket lists, whether it's traveling or whatever it is we do, but there's a couple bucket lists that are a little different. They're more subtle. They're the kinds of things that you do in your daily life that build up to other things that are bigger as time goes on. And one of the first things that a couple can do and put on their bucket list is to have a non-tech day one day a week where you actually have a conversation that is uninterrupted by a beep, a bell, an email, something that is going to step you out of being present. And I know it's like one of those things that we say, well, it takes a second to answer a text. It takes this. It takes that. 
if it's on a Sunday, it's going to be non-business. And if you let the people know in your life, like, hey, you know what, that's a down day for us, they will also accommodate and get used to that. I know people who've actually done it. But it serves the relationship well. Because once you do that, you can get on to doing other things, like planning. Because now that day has truly become a free day, like a truly free day. And in that day, you can do things like go get a couple's massage or plan your future or work on projects in the house that you both know, like maybe, you know, one of the two of you needs a home office and you're planning to do that or you want to do something in your kitchen. And I know it sounds like work, but it's not about the work. It's about doing it together. Nothing is ever as it seems. But what happens is once you start doing things, together like that, where there are no, like, just intrusions, no interruptions, where you know that if you go out to dinner with friends or something that night, it's part of it. It's part of you two doing things together. On that day, let's just say, you know, you you make a, a choice to go visit each other's hometowns, and if they're in different if they're far away, they can be trips in the summer or something like that. But just saying, hey, you know what, I want to visit your hometown. I want to know more about you. I want to, even though you, you may be married even, there's a lot of things that we don't do that are really important these days because back in my time, almost everyone who got married got married to someone within a three-mile radius of my house. And they're still there. And I went to the reunion and they're still there. 30 years later, I think we're more than 30 now. I'm trying to remember. It just goes by so fast. I went to the 30-year reunion and I I would think it's about 10 years ago, maybe more. So, yeah, that's, it's adding up. But there's there's so many other things you can do. One of them would be to write love letters to each other from the future. It sounds kind of weird, but it's something you could do to yourself too. Like, let's say you want to learn how to paint. You want to learn how to sketch. You want to learn how to build something. You want to start writing a book. You want to, you know, look for another job. Write yourself a future letter to your future self and say, Wow, now that I got that job, these are things I enjoyed about it. These are things I didn't like about it. With the kind of decisions you have today, like maybe you won't like the commute, and you could say, well, the the commute wasn't so bad because. But see yourself having already done it. And as a couple, well, we went and visited here, and we did this. and, And talk about those things as though they've happened. I know it sounds crazy, but put it in an envelope and put it in a desk drawer or in your nightstand. Because what happens to our brain is now it starts working in tandem with your future. Because what you just did was you gave it a map 
And it's a very interesting twist, but I believe so heavily after seeing Christ how easy everything is, but we have not found a way to, like, have a vision and stay with it. We may do a board. We may – that would be even okay because you're you're actually thinking it through and cutting out stuff, and, and I get how that works. But our brain needs direction. We're so used to just doing what we're told that we don't think directively to our own brain. And so our brain is always just picking up whatever shows up in our life, and then we wonder why things don't feel clearer to us. It's really interesting. And also writing a letter today to your partner about all the things that have happened since the two of you have been together that you feel were positive. It's so important to share the positive with each other because positive begets positive. Negative begets negative. If we are that couple that walks around talking about everything that didn't work, everything that we didn't like, everything that was wrong, that we think was wrong, or taking one thing that the other person, in quotes, did wrong to you, and that just never goes away, that's a quality of life issue. That's a decision we're making to have a quality of life that is just repetitive and focuses on the negative. So if someone keeps coming up to you and telling you things like, well, you know, you know how you did that. Well, now I know that you have the capability of doing that instead of what did we learn? What did we learn? Not what did you learn alone, but what did we learn? I wouldn't want to hear that all the time. That would be the biggest buzzkill of all. So what are things that we do together that get past us being secure, that are such nonverbal I love yous, are the planning parts. You know, you can, there's a show you might want to watch and you want to binge watch it together because most of the time someone binge watches in a corner with their iPad or with their computer or even with their phone. Create a scrapbook of everything you guys have done so far and leave a lot of empty pages behind it. And every time you do something, create literally physical pictures and put them in this scrapbook. Because what that does is it fills. It fills a family and begins a family legacy that your children can use one day, can say, wow, look at my parents when they were 20 or 30 or 40. Because it's hard for kids to see their parents as people. But bucket lists for couples are different than when you say, oh, I always wanted to visit Mount Shasta or I always wanted to go to Italy or I always wanted, those are great. But for couples, it's a different kind of bucket list. 
So creating a scrapbook, creating a family album, just like a chronology of everything you've done together also reminds you how much you have done together. Three, how you built this family, where it started, and it does build that legacy. And it is a maker or breaker with our families, with our children. Because when they see that, they feel like, hey, I belong to something special because the two of you have treated your relationship as something special. And it is special. It is a gift. It's a gift when we find somebody we want to live our lives with and build our future with. Because we are investing in life can work this way. This is one version of life that I enjoy. How can I do it? How can I make it the best life that I can? The other thing, instead of one of you or the other of you or both of you going to separate gyms or whatever it is you do, work out, take a workout class together. Because then you're both in it. And when you go home, you both want to eat well. You both get that you don't want to blow your workout by going home and just eating junk. You know you're going to need a different kind of energy to do that workout again. Because when we do those things together, instead of feeling like I need a time out, they and you to each other become each other's best friend. Now we're doing the activities we try to fill in with other people or by ourselves. And I'm not saying that you don't need time out, but when you need time out, it can be for things that you should be doing alone. Because we do need that balance, but working out together takes the world that you both live in and gives it like an understanding behind the way you eat, when you sleep, how you wake up, all of that. All of that is a result of working out together or going for walks, something you both do. Because there's some magic to that. Because when one of you may not feel like it, you'll both still go. And then after you're done, you'll be so happy you went. It's really kind of cool. The other thing, have a picnic. Even if it's in your own backyard, have a picnic. Just have one. See what happens. Prepare the food together. One of you prepares your favorite things. The other one prepares their favorite things. There's a certain kind of like picnic food, which involves a lot of mayonnaise-based salads for some reason, but picnic-based foods and really have a picnic. Put it in a basket or a bag. Get everything ready so that you don't have to get up or go to a park. I know right now what you can actually go to parks. People here with the quarantine are actually going to certain, wherever they can find grass is pretty much true. But doing the things together in the preparation stage 
in the doing it stage, like preparing to go work out, you both change, you both get ready, you both put your shoes on, even that in itself starts creating the energy. Coming back, taking a shower, making sure, you know, you're on to the next thing, it builds a rhythm of action, it builds a rhythm of forward, of propelling, because positive begets positive. If there's anything that can be remembered from this show is that positive begets positive. No matter what you do, when you do it with an open heart, when you do it knowing that, hey, I consciously want to be here. I'm not just here because, oh, well, that's just the way he is or that's just the way she is. But I'm here. And out of all the people in this world, I'm here with you. And out of all the fun I imagined us having, let's have it. Let's make it happen. It's a very simple solution to wondering, what should we be doing today? Like, hey, we have a couple's bucket list. We have a non-tech day. We binged watched this together, and then you both have opinions about the show, and you talk about it, and it may provoke other conversations that you probably want to have. Those are the things. They're not big stuff that, like, wow, you know, we changed the world with this and that. It is these building blocks, like the building block story. But it makes us feel part of a team. It gives us the feeling that we can work with other people well. There's so much success in the thought process that takes you to even creating a bucket list, to even wanting to challenge yourselves and your relationship in this way. Well, keep you close to the cuff, which is the whole point of being in a relationship. One thing I hear is we outgrew each other. Oh, he started being interested in other women. Oh, this. And you hear these things, but they all stem back to not spending that small time together. When you have a non-tech day, what happens? When you have a non-tech day, you talk to each other. All that dopamine, you know, of hitting a button and getting a whole page and doing this and doing that, that, that's gone for a day. And then you learn to appreciate time differently. It's hard at first, not constantly reaching for a phone or clicking. But when you get used to it, it starts to become a day that you look forward to. I know it sounds crazy, but imagine yourself looking forward to not using any electronics. This time that we have now where they're talking about, you know, re-entry back into the world in the way that we were, um, I don't think it will ever be the way it was because we're going back in richer. 
It's like the ingredients to our food. I feel like we're coming back to the world organic. We were like processed people, you know, doing this template, running from here to there, traffic and and the way we shopped and takeout and dry cleaning and all of that. And now takeout's gone for the most part. Dry cleaning is gone for the most part. Traffic is gone for the most part. And now we have this time. And now we're getting used to the time. And now we're starting to appreciate the time. Now we're seeing things in our families that we have not seen before because we just didn't have the time. Seeing things in our partners that we think, oh, wow, because we probably haven't spent as much time anybody that we are now with our own families. And we're building trust again. We're building this bond that says, oh, wow, that's why I chose to be here. Oh, wow, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And now we're starting to even, whether we wanted to or not, whether we planned it or not, we have a routine now. And and in our house, routine starts with everyone makes their own breakfast. I kind of cover lunch for everyone. They usually hope I do that. I'm not working through it, and I know how much they appreciate it. So I try to be able to halt everything on a weekday and go and make everyone lunch, and then I always make dinner. And in between that time, I do what I need to do, and we've all kind of fallen into our own space, own patterns. And it's it's become comfortable. The one thing we all have in common that we just can't believe is how fast every day goes by. And we're, for the most part, if we're not out doing our grocery run for the week, we're home. There's nowhere to go. All the parks and beaches and paths around our house are closed. Everything is closed. There's no traffic, which is Kind of really nice to not have the traffic. Something weird going on, it sticks out like a sore thumb because there's nothing else going on. And we are now strategizing life together in a different way. Hey, when this is over, we will and we start talking about the things we want to do. And the first thing on all of our lists in my house is who we're going to see. We miss the people that were in our lives. The fact that that's even a bucket list thing of a list of people that we want to see tells us what's most important in life. In the meantime, those that need help in this time, we are helping. We're doing wellness checks. We're making phone calls to see how People are doing. Does anyone need anything? How do we get it to them? How do we not expose them? Because that's all we've got right now. Time is teaching us. Hey, what's the most important thing? Oh, wow, each other. Not, I'll get to you, I have to do this today. I have to do this right now. I have to. And now that we've seen a lot of those have-tos disappear, now we can say, wow, 
this is what I want to include. One fun thing for couples to do, which might be hard to do, is you know how when you first meet, you can stay up all night with someone because you're just talking and you're telling each other everything, or you can, in the beginning, stay on the phone for two or three hours. And usually it's like after 10 because that's when the day kind of ends and the world gets a little quiet. Try doing that once in a while. I know it'll mess us up the older we get. It messes us up the next day. But you'll be messed up together. That's like again. Ask each other questions. Talk to each other and get a feeling for who this person has become while you both are on each other's watch in life. It could include just chatting and laughing or dancing or taking a late walk. Make sure you're in a neighborhood you can. But there are so many ways that are quiet, that don't include having to go and spend crazy money. If there's anything we learned right now, it's the time we give each other that tells the other person, hey, you know what? I'm really here. And we really are, as a couple, able to build a life together. And that alone is such a measure of a nonverbal, hey, I love you and I want to be here. Because even though couples may know that, hearing that reinforces, deepens, grows the bonds that you already have. And if you have children and they are involved, again, that builds that legacy for them. You are teaching your family You're teaching your children how to stay connected, that it's fun being connected, that being married or being a couple is not a chore or, oh, well, he likes things this way, so I just do this over here. And, you know, everybody's kind of got their own corner, and then you come together when you have to. That doesn't even sound good, let alone feel good. So there's just these little bonding things that will take us into things like instead of just wanting to cook by yourself so nobody bugs you into cooking together and just knowing, okay, he'll do this part, this part, realizing it takes a lot less time, cleanup is a lot faster, you both feel like you're contributing. It's not like one is just taking care of the other. And the one that cooks more will have trust that the other one can take care of themselves if they are not there. Really, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing, these little, little movements. Another great one is just having a pet name for each other. It's just, it's cute. Because what happens is when you do that, there is again this sense of seeing the other person for who they are. Just seeing the other person for who they are. My kids and I, we don't call each other by our names. If somebody were to talk to us, they wouldn't even know whose name was what. Because we have these crazy names and they evolve over time. 
because we just start adding to them or taking away from them. But it's really very cool. But coming up with names is saying, I can have fun with life, with you. Nobody's offended. And it becomes a more endearing type of situation rather than, oh, are you calling me a name? And we get to laugh at each other. We get to laugh at ourselves. These things, kinds of things, that even if they were to happen in relationships, even at a workplace where people have nicknames, you can already feel the air clearing. You can feel the people connecting. You can feel that they can laugh together. So bucket lists for couples, they are different. You might, even it's just tradition. You know, there's a tradition in, in our family that every, every Sunday morning I make Swedish pancakes. Every Sunday morning, we wait for Swedish pancakes. We only make them on Sunday so that they stay special to us. And now, if I happen to have to be gone on a Sunday, they're like, the Swedish pancakes. I'm like, you got to wait another week, but coming soon. Creating tradition, legacy, bonding, humor. It's really very cool. It just told me I have 10 seconds, although on the clock it says 20. I will see you guys. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.